All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. We are back at you, and this is a this is a, a first thing for us today. Close to first. You guys wanted two podcasts a week, yeah. So we're bringing it to you from the sweat box. Yeah. I call my house because it is hot as oh fuck, Drew. God. Why is it October and it's two hundred <laughs> degrees outside? I if you guys can see us right now, I got an ice pack around my neck. Drew has an ice pack down his pants. Yep. We're just trying to stay cool. That's all we're looking for. <laughs> we wanted to bring. Uh, this podcast, well, every week we're going to be doing two now. Yep. Because I feel like we've like we're kind of late. We we have the studio, which we're still going to be doing stuff in. Right, right. Uh, we're going to be doing once a week in the studio. Yeah. But I feel like we gotta we gotta get one out a week, just talking about the week that was NBA basketball, yeah. and this week was opening week. Yeah. And hell we, of an opening week. Are you kidding me, man? I enjoyed it. Can you believe it? Some of the shit that's going on right now. No. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, five minutes in, uh, let's just hope that Gordon Hayward can play basketball again. Let's hope. Uh, but we won't talk too much about this because obviously everyone's already had their reactions and the, it, what, a, what a terrible, terrible way to begin any Man. type of season, Man. especially for just the NBA in general to have that go down in the first five minutes of the season. Uh, but yeah, dude, uh, more all the power in the world to Gordon Hayward and his recovery. It couldn't have happened to a, to a nicer guy, too. For real, you know, tough moment. The the best part, the best thing about playing in the NBA, too, though, is he's gonna have the best medical treatment, and yeah. I think his work ethic and everything. And and if anybody hadn't read uh, the letter that Mamba, that Kobe Bryant Kobe, yeah. wrote to to Gordon Hayward, you guys should look that up right now. And and uh, we all beautiful. Yeah, we send our prayers out to Gordon Hayward and Jeremy Lin. Uh, Jeremy Lin oh, went down man. quick. Jeez. Yeah, I mean. It, and that, that's I guess that's a risk you take playing the game um, but those both of those injuries were kind of like sort of freak injuries they were know? 
uh, hey, well, I've never seen anything in basketball like the way that that happened to him. Sean Livingston was uh, the worst I saw. Right, but I mean, again, that, those are just like some like really all the things that had to happen in order for his for him to like instead of just roll his ankle mm-hmm. or instead of just fall down real awkwardly mm-hmm. and like tweak something like for it to go down like that. So many little things had to happen. Just one of those freak moments. So, so we send our prayers out to you. Yeah. Uh, if, if if hopefully he listens to the show, maybe maybe he does, and maybe he will now. He's got plenty of time. A lot of time. A lot, a lot of time, time to listen to. A lot of time, to time for podcasts. So enough of the downers, Drew. Yeah. Uh, we had to get that out of the way. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, a couple people. A couple people that are surprising. That's not surprising, but uh, Giannis right now, the Greek freak right now, is on a fucking Holy tear. Holy shit. He is on a tear. I watched I watched his opening game, Drew. And this yeah. dude, you know how they're saying now? The kids are saying, man, he's got a bag. He's in his bag. Yeah. That boy got a fucking satchel. Yeah, he's like Santa Claus. He is he has got he is the the real deal. Damn. I didn't think I didn't think it was gonna start off the season this this hot. I'm, I mean no nobody could have expected him to do what he did, like the historic start to the season that he has. Uh I, I'll tell you this, I'm not, like you said, we're not surprised to see this coming from him because he has all the talent in the world uh, and all the skill level. It's just now, like, we're actually seeing him put all the work that he put in over the last couple of years and his body development come come to fruition, come to the forefront. And I think he's starting to realize that nobody can really guard him, you know, in the same way that it took... 38 points a game, Drew. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> same way it took Kevin Durant, just that little moment to realize what, what stage he's at and then, and then get his body up. Uh, and, and the Mamba and the Mamba mentality, like he yeah. he asked Mamba, he asked Kobe this summer, yo, what what do you want me to do? And Kobe right. just repeated, just sent him a tweet that said MVP. Yeah. And and Giannis yesterday just said that you know, we haven't even seen what he's capable of. And there was a stat that uh that kind of stuck out to me out of his first three games, right? So he had 115 points out of his first three games. That's um, pretty nice. That's <laughs> that's okay. It's average. Some people don't score 115 points all season. Yeah. Um. But out of his 115 points, 11 of the points were outside the key, meaning that this guy knows right. where his bread, where the gravy's at, Duh. and that dude's eating yeah. turkey all day. It's amazing to me the the ease with which he's getting those shots, right? Because like that says two things, right? Do you think it looks easy, first of all? I he makes it look really right. easy, mm-hmm. like the footwork that he has now um, with all of those pivots that he when he like normally a player gets caught in the middle of the key or like just outside the key when they make a drive and. They get cut off, and they kind of they, they do one or two things. They either kick it out or they take like a fadeaway jumper. Now he has that pivot up fake, like back backwards pivot to lay up. He's at the bucket or dunk, yeah. And and so it's like every time you think that you kind of cornered him in the in the in the lane, he's finding open spaces. So that's that's really nice to see him develop that way. And then Milwaukee's got to be thinking like, holy shit, how can we build around him? You have and to keep him here. You got to try and keep him. Like he's still got some years left, mm. but like you have to try. And he's twenty two. I know. I mean, I'm in on his contract, <laughs> right? Uh, because right. obviously, all, everyone in the in the NBA is going to want him uh, whenever he's. And can he keep it up? Like, I mean, thirty eight points a game. We all said that about oh, Russell tough, last right. year too. Yeah, we sure, said it. Sure, we yeah. said it. But if it's if it's that easy for the kid, like shit, dude. And, yeah. and once you start feeling yourself and that confidence is there, it's flowing. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what he's capable? of? And he's of. by far the best player on the team. So I don't think anyone's gonna have a problem with him 
taking the majority of the shots and, and trying to strive for as many points as he can get a scoring title or whatever that his is. His pops just died September 26th, right. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, at 54 years old. That's yeah. extremely young. Yeah. Um, if you don't know the backstory about Giannis, and I still have a hard time pronouncing his last name, so I just call him the freak. You want to yeah. do it, Drew? And to, to Kumpumpo? No, that's not <laughs> that's, it. That's not it. <laughs> Strike one. Strike one. That's why we just call him yeah, the freak, everybody man. Everybody knows his Greek freak. His pops just passed. Um, he had 44 points in the game the other night and uh, dedicated the, the game ball to his daddy, which yeah. I thought was uh, pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Um, c- considering where they came from, you know, he, there, there's a story about him, how him and his brothers used to sell gum, you know? Like, that's how they made money for the family. Right. They were selling gum as kids. And now to be probably the best player in the NBA, I mean, top three right now, um, is pretty inspiring. So, everybody watch out for the Greek freak. We are big fans of him. Yeah, um, he's not. He's he, yeah, definitely. It's, and he said that there's way more to come. Yeah, he's just um, settling in. If he, he can start hitting a th- like a consistent three point jump shot, he's, he's that can come down the road. If you're getting your, no, I'm just, I mean, even yeah. just this year because now people are going to sag off of him a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to give him the space so that he can't try and get to the lane as easily. So he's going to have open jump shots, and if he can make them, I mean, I have no problem thinking that he's going to be MVP. I think. MVP is going to LeBron this year. Most people. Well, think. We're three. We're four games in. Let's. Uh, no, I just think just just real quick though because he hasn't had like he's been NB, N, N, uh, MVP caliber for the last what four or five years. I don't know the last time he won MVP, but it's just like you know we haven't had LeBron in MVP for a while, so he'll probably get it this you year. You think LeBron's only been playing MVP caliber style basketball the past four or five years? No, 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 no. no. Uh, I just mean in the sense that he he hasn't received an MVP right in each of the last four or five years mm-hmm. that he hasn't. He could. You could have easily made a case for LeBron for him to right. win it every year, right? You know, so I'm just thinking it's probably due, and he'll probably end up getting. The we'll nod. see where they where they he's end playing, up. He's at. playing like an MVP he right definitely now. Definitely is. So. Um, but the Greek freak is not the only guy playing playing really well. I am extremely impressed with Ben Simmons and, and Philly. Philly's like Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons and Embiid. Uh, yeah. They are really he he is six ten dude. Yeah. He's a six ten point guard. He's very good. He's really good. It seems they have him and Embiid have a nice little feel for each other. And yeah. Embiid's a character in himself. This dude is cocky as a motherfucker. Yeah, talking shit. He was talking shit to who was it the other night? Um, Whiteside started with Whiteside. Drummond, I think. And then Drummond was, was last Drummond. night where he's like, yo, this dude does not play any defense. Yeah. <laughs> None. He cannot guard me. And Philly, Philly's kind of scary, dude. Um, yeah, it, uh, it, leadership is really where it comes down to, right? Like in, in, those, in those real tight games uh, against opponents that have veteran leadership that have that and winning franchises that have players that are not used to losing those games. And the Sixers are always just used to losing those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's where they're gonna struggle. But I have no problem like if they if they all can stay healthy as they learn over the next couple of months to play together even better. No problem seeing them in the playoffs. I think they're one in three though right now, if I'm not it's mistaken. A, but yeah, they've had not. rougher games. Right. I mean, they haven't been playing against cakewalk teams. Right. So, you know, they've been. I mean, maybe maybe they played against the Knicks, but other than that, they've had like pretty top level opponents right. uh, so far. Where is Okafor? Okay, yeah, where is Jaleel Okafor? Jaleel's finding it tough to get out on the court. He's not even getting. We don't even see. I, I mean, they didn't even pan, pan to him on the bench. This is their their other lottery pick. Yeah, who feels he he had even stated like I don't feel like I'm part of the team. Right, like they were all these. He went off social media all summer, but even like when when the other players were taking pictures and shit, uh-huh. like they they didn't put him in there. So yeah. He's, I, yeah, I guess, I don't know. 
maybe maybe they're holding it against him that he didn't have to stay out his first year like they all of them all the rest of them did <laughs> right uh, but I don't know yeah it doesn't doesn't seem like he's a part of the process anymore yeah that's crazy but they uh, an, another another person that's surprised not surprised I keep saying surprising and it's not surprising because these dudes are destined for greatness like Carl Anthony Towns yeah killing Anthony Wiggins killing Minnesota is definitely the team to watch yeah uh, they're Jim, exciting they're super exciting and, yeah. and and watching Towns watching this big ass dude he's nimble dribble yeah you know what I mean he's shooting these big dudes are shooting threes now yeah Wiggins looks like he's he's coming to his own and like you know he knows he, he knows what he's supposed to be doing on the court yeah um unfortunately they're in the west but they still might find a spot shout out to Blake Griffin like just I, I know I was gonna started. wait I was gonna wait I, for that but I, I can't we can't he's 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 playing outside of his mind right now 29 10 and 4 is what he's averaging right now 29 and 10 and 4 I'm telling you like a DJ's a great player but Blake averages 15 boards if, if, if DJ's not DJ on, swallows him up DJ gets so many rebounds so like I think him having a 10 rebound average right now is huge I think I think he'll continue to have that moving forward but the fluidity of which he's playing offense. He's shooting threes. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. he's six for nine threes. The dude worked on his three point. You know what? Let's just get into the clip. We're going to get into the Clippers then right now. We are back. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. And it is hot as fuck. Still, it's still so hot. Do you know that scene in uh, what's that Adam Sandler movie, uh, The Longest Yard? Yeah, yeah. It was actually a Burt Reynolds movie, but yeah, yeah, The yeah. Longest Yard. You remember when we got put in that box outside in the heat? The heat box. For a cup. That's what the fuck I hot feel box. like right now. Yeah. We. So when you do a podcast, you have to turn off ACs, fans, <laughs> everything. Right. And. We don't do too well with heat. So just, there's a lot of, no. when they say blood, sweat, and tears going into something, there's a lot of sweat going well, into this shit. Mostly sweat. Mostly sweat. <laughs> but we're going to bring, uh, we're going to bring Clips, breakdown of the Clips yeah, right it's now. Your breakdown. I mean, I'm, are we four games in for the Clippers? We're three. We're three, three and oh. games into the Clippers season. Three and oh. We one ain't the, played no. the only undefeated teams left in the NBA. There's, I think there's three. Yeah. I think there's three. Um, we haven't played any great teams yet. We beat Utah last ne- neat, last night. Uh, which was a great game. We actually blew them out by 16. We've actually blown out every team we played. Yeah. Um, starting with the Lakers on opening night. Stan- I mean, really nice opening schedule for you guys, though. I, I like the way I like it. Lakers, but we got Phoenix, Utah. <laughs> well, Utah ain't that bad. <laughs> no, but, they're not. No, they're not. But Phoenix, we got by almost night. 50. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you caused commotion. They got their you got their head coach fired. Uh, that had it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it was us. But how bad if you're Earl Watson going in? Yeah. Uh, Three games in, and you're getting fired, and your your best player wants to leave. But anyways, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, um, we're playing really good basketball. The ball yeah. was moving. Yeah, uh, Patrick Beverly set the standard opening Dude. night against Lonzo, made him his bitch. He's showing up. Um, he is showing up, and Beverly's actually scoring buckets. Blake looks phenomenal. Gallo is playing really well. DJ is knowing his role, yeah. which is just what he's always done. Yeah, just rebound. Rebound the ball, rebound and put block shots, put backs. Yeah, and and this is this is what's crazy, dude. And and maybe people were right. Maybe Chris Paul was right when he said like I just had the ball too much. And yeah, he did. Like there was a lot of dribbling they going on. on him a, a whole lot. They relied on totally Chris. right. They, You're right. They, they almost like deferred to him to make right. something happen. And I always thought that that was weird that Blake 
took the he almost automatically took that backseat. I don't, I don't. I don't. I find think it's it, because Chris is an alpha though, and he's also the veteran, right. and he is you know all these things for the for superstar the NBA and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. but you're right though. I think it, this freedom that you're that we're seeing the Clippers have without really everyone's willing to share the ball without holding it too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Blake's going to go get his. But everyone seems to be moving and passing and playing really well with playing each other. defense, playing defense together. <laughs> That's where it starts. And, yeah. and when you're point guard, and I talked to my friend uh, Leon Wood today because we were talking about Patrick Beverly, and I didn't get to see him. I mean, I watched him play a lot. I, I wanted him on our team for the past couple years as a backup. Beverly's a beast. But until you watch a player play yeah. every night, you you see that like maybe maybe he was restricted in Phoenix you know, or in uh, Houston. Houston. You know maybe he didn't get the rock enough. He's he was he's hitting threes, jumpers, taking yeah. it to the rack. Yeah. Like he looks really good and he sets the tone on defense. Yeah. And I I, I kind of felt for Lonzo on opening night because the last play yeah. one of the last players you want to see opening night is Patrick Beverly. I think that's one of the toughest matchups you could ever walk into the NBA and hope to find. Uh, like as just I I don't mean that in the sense that Patrick Beverly is the best point guard that Lonzo is going to play. He's not nearly the best point no. guard that Lonzo is going to play over the course of the season. But about when it, when it comes to facing someone on on your opening day in the NBA, he's he's probably the last point guard you want to see out there. The chip on Patrick Beverly's shoulder Man. is the size of a basketball. It is so big, yeah. and he he prides himself on defense, and a lot of people yeah. don't do that. Last, the last player that I think did that and still does that is Tony Allen, Man. and Patrick Beverly has a, has a lot of that in him. Totally. Um, and you know what? I, I posted on Instagram the other day that if, if Patrick Beverly is going to be our PG, we're, I'm riding with Patrick. I like the way he goes. Yeah. And defensive point guards that play defense like that gets your center real fucking happy. Because totally. DJ is not the only one trying to lock up. Right. You know? Yeah. And we kind of have a couple players that are a little suspect on D. Blake's not the greatest defensive player. Danilo also. Uh, he's not. He's not. But it fires you up a little right. bit. You watch him play, you go, okay, I can, I can right. I'll get my gears going a little bit. And, and when he, I mean, how, how far into the Laker, Laker game was it? He, th- he threw Lonzo Ball on the ground yeah. and s- called him a bitch. I think it was like the second quarter. Welcome to the NBA, you little bitch. That's what he called him, and Lonzo was shook the whole game. Yeah, I well, I, I thought he showed well in the, in the circumstances, but it was very clear, especially with his his limited shooting, that he was uncomfortable. The whole team looked uncomfortable. It looked like they didn't, they didn't. They didn't. Drew and I watched the game together. We did, which ended in Drew and I getting in a, in a very large fight. Yeah, um, which happens with us often. Drew yeah. actually said, "I must go home now. I'm yeah. leaving." Yeah. and it, you know what? That happens between friends sometimes. And we're, you know what? We're going to keep it real with our listeners. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. It did. It happened. I was <laughs> I was a little demoralized with the lack of preparation that the Lakers seem to have. You have all you have the same amount of preparation to get ready for a season that everybody else does. And we can't run a single offensive play throughout. We said that to each other, quarters. didn't we? We said that to each yeah. other. We're like, dude, I don't think they've ran one play. Haven't run a play. And then when they tried to run a play, it was like no people did, still didn't know what play or where to be on the floor. And it looked like Ingram was just ended up taking it to the rack by himself. Yeah. He's not ready yet either, dude. And I was high on Ingram, dude. I don't think he's ready yet, Drew. He's not. No, he's not ready yet. I th- he grew two more inches, yeah. uh, which I, I, you know, as much as exciting as that sounds, I think that did take a step back for him as far as development wise. Cause like if you're two inches taller, that means your feet are a little bigger. It means your arms are a little longer. That means, you know, you got to get used to where you are in, in relation to the rim. Uh, when you go up to to dunk, I mean, two inches doesn't sound like a lot, but when you go from six nine to six eleven, um, 
and you're still trying to put on weight, like that's the there's I think he, all the weight that he gained is probably lost in the inches that he that he grew. Uh, they must see something, and if he, if he was the only dude that's untouchable as far as trades go, yeah, they must see something in him. You, I saw it against in the second game in Phoenix when he had his career high. Like that's essentially what we envisioned. Brandon Ingram, Ingram had it. He had twenty. Lonzo Lonzo went for twenty nine, eleven, and right, nine. Right. Uh, Ingram had twenty five points. Okay. And he shot really nicely. He was hitting. He was hitting threes. Horrible basketball team too, though. Was, Phoenix is he, of it. They're, right. No, no, no. And that I mean. I, Saying that he scored his career high against Phoenix is, I, I guess, like the the easiest. You would you would hope that he would play well against right. Phoenix, and he did. So that's the thing, though. You see flashes of his potential in these moments where he's where he is driving driving the basket, dunking on people. Like he dunked on Josh Jackson mm-hmm. uh, really hard in that game, uh, which was great to see. And then his jumper was falling, and and just overall, like I think. Lonzo, we saw, especially in the first game, being a Laker home game against the Clippers, I think we saw the the ripples that the Lonzo Ball expectations have gone through the entire Laker roster because everyone was nervous. Kuzma came out in a headband for no reason he and did. then and just, just played like Dookie. Brooke, Brooke Lopez. Yeah, when did the headband come? And he hasn't worn it since. He's done now. He, I think he tweeted out he, his midlife crisis is over now, which was funny. Who said that? Kuzma said that. <laughs> uh, and Brooke Lopez couldn't make a shot to save his life. Uh, the only one who played with any type of uh, vigor and swag was Clarkson, mm-hmm. who, who always will kind of get his 15 to 18 points. Um, I'm, I am still very high on Lonzo moving forward. I think he's shown up very well. His shot is always going to be the question mark. The Don't you think – Okay, and we talked about this in a, yeah. couple, in, a, in a couple episodes. Like, so he had a horrible – Opening night, all right? He had a horrible night. And then he came back, just like he did in preseason, second game against Phoenix, almost triple-doubled, right? Went off, yeah. He was one assist away from a triple-double. And his third game he had, it was something like 8-8. Eight, eight, and 13. And 13, right? Yeah. Which is a great game. Really nice stuff. You know? But his it's... rebounding guess, is, is it, it is. It is. is surprising me. But it's, it's like, okay, that's still not enough. The expectations for this guy, and this is the problem. Any other rookie in the league, if Josh, if Josh Jackson put that up, if... Uh, if who's my boy in, in Sacramento? De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, if he put that up, people ben would Simmons, Simmons, Simmons triple, triple double. double. Yeah, first one to triple double. He's the first triple double of the season, and for a rookie. And, and, you, and you know something something that Patrick Beverly said after the first game, which is so true because as of the time of this podcast, uh, the Lakers and, and the Wizards are playing tonight, and and yeah. Lonzo's going to be going against John Wall, which is and they've been talking, no joke. They've been talking a little bit. They've been talking about a little bit, and John Wall had said like the reason why you have a target, we like we like you. He's a good kid, but unfortunately, your pops yeah. has put this this fucking light on you. It's a bullseye. It's a it's, bullseye. It's a bullseye, and it's not going to stop after this year. Uh, I, I mean, it, it may it may slow down if he shows well, right? But the bullseye is going to be there until he either steps up or shows that the, that you know he can take it. You know, Stephen A. said that they might they might save face for Lonzo and not put him on wall, just to be like. I hope they don't do that at all. They shouldn't. I, I sincerely hope that we're not sheltering this man from what his is only going to be, where he what he's going to live in for the next fifteen. Years. Hopefully, yeah. For as a Laker fan, I hope hope he's around for fifteen years, right? And he's leading our team. Uh, I honestly, and I and I'm I'm actually quite happy that I'm willing to say that because we talked a lot in the preseason leading up to this about what what is he going to do, and I the way that he plays, regardless of numbers. Um, I, I'm really enjoying watching him play. 
And I think as people on this roster get used to him playing, they're going to expect the ball earlier, which is something that wasn't happening in the Clippers. They, mm-hmm. were, they, were, they were getting the ball from him two seconds into the shot clock and not knowing what to do with it. So there, there's an aspect of that moving forward in the next months that we're going to see them hopefully adapt and, and be able to be catch-and-shoot catch ready or catch-and-dribble ready right when the ball comes through the hoop and he's turning around and firing mm-hmm. three-quarters of the court out. Yeah. So uh, I am happy with him. I'm happy with Brooke Lopez is showing himself pretty sure well boy. in the next. I Drew, have, Drew I is have, team Brooke Lopez. I am, we all know this. I think I'm on the I, If I'm going to get a jersey at this point, <laughs> it might be a Brooke Lopez jersey. I want a Milos jersey, and my boy went down already. Uh, speaking down. of that, uh, I, you know, we might as well bring it up. Eric Bledsoe wants out of Phoenix. The Clippers um, came through Phoenix and then just left ruined a, everybody. Left a grenade, yeah, just and inside of the the Phoenix locker room, and it exploded all over the place. And and what's funny is Bledsoe Bledsoe tweets out, "I don't want to be here," and then he plays it off like he said he's at a hair, hair salon. He's, at a he's like, "I don't want to be here." Yeah, shut the fuck up. So please, I, I got into, I got into this argument too with with my boy. Um, I don't think players should dictate. Like, if you're under contract, okay, mm-hmm. you you should play out that contract. You shouldn't be able to say shit like that and just yeah. force a trade mid-season. Yeah, this kind of sets a precedent. I mean, there, there's been instances like this in the past where we've seen players come out and say, like, even a Paul George uh, with years left on his contract saying, I'm not going to re-sign. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help anybody, literally. If he never you, said, I don't want to be here, though. No, I know, but, he, but he made it known with two years left on right. his deal that he wasn't going to re-sign. Right. So, granted, I, I take that in a, a very separate instance than what uh, Bledsoe did. Right. But when something like this happens, it ruins the value that team can get for that player. Right. So now Bledsoe's value is already dipped because they know for a fact the leverage is gone. They know for a fact that they want him gone. So now teams are reluctant to give what they what the value like just like Paul George was traded for Oladipo right. and uh, Sabonis right well and, right but but still those are low level players for the caliber of Paul George the same thing is going to happen to Phoenix um, but it, I I I think he should definitely join the Clippers but DeAndre DeAndre reached out right away yeah. and said dude we can come back home and from my sources and I think this is way too much but um, what I heard was on the table. Or what they wanted was Austin Rivers, Wesley Johnson, uh, Thornwell, and two second-round 2020 picks, that's and that's too way too much because Austin and, and Bled make the same amount of money. If I'm not mistaken, it's 14 million, 15 million dollars a year, which is a lot of money. Um, would I would I trade Austin Rivers for Eric Bledsoe straight up as a GM? Absolutely. See, I said okay. I, huh. I, you guys that's know not, I'm talking. That's yeah. That's that's overvaluing Austin. I, it is. It is, and I think it's just because of all the shit that I talk about Austin. <laughs> I do, and I feel like there's a little bit of pride involved. Um, would I be upset if that happened? No, because I think we learned last year not giving up Austin and and, and Jamal and, and Paul Pierce for for Mello, and that that uh, essentially sent Chris Paul in a in a in a you know downward spiral. Yeah, to not want to be there anymore. I think Austin definitely has a tremendous upside, but shit, having Eric Bledsoe, who would have to be our starting point guard. I mean, then you got Pat Bev and him. Yeah, you can put Pat Bev at the two. But then you got Milos coming back, and then you got Lou Will coming back, and then you got your team better. I totally how the lineups work. Totally, him him coming back to the Clippers is only improving your your roster. So Bled, if you're listening to this, bro, we want you back in LA. How about this for a scenario, just Mm -hmm. real quick before we get off this topic. I like Sam Decker a lot. Mm-hmm, I think letting Wesley go gives Sam an uh, opportunity to step into that role. So if you give 
Wesley and Austin Rivers to go get Bledsoe. Are you doing that? That's okay, but then that leaves like Decker's literally our only backup small forward. Like we haven't, we don't have another one. Well, you could pick up somebody. You probably have someone in the D League, or yeah, it, it gives you an open roster spot too to go pick up. I somebody. like Sam Decker. I also like Wesley Johnson. You know, I think in this in the in the way that this team's set up. Again, I mean, I I think I, I I'm a little biased dude like i like wesley i think i think wesley has a big bright side if you would just sh- fucking shoot the ball yeah he's, like all he has, you got he's so hesitant he's hesitant the and then he's streaky and yeah, you yeah. know but sam decker is gonna get his burn and wesley don't don't think for a second that wesley might not lose that backup i was gonna say because those two players are, are automatically competing for the backup spot. definitely as soon as they got they brought sam in from that trade those are the two players going for that backup mm-hmm. spot so having three at this point unless De- danilo goes down is, which which could happen? It's very uh, yeah, very possible. He's an injury prone. Individual, <laughs> I'm knocking so. all wood right now. But my point is, is like then you're still keeping Thornwell, right? So then he might fit into that third spot behind Sam. But I wouldn't really, give up. I wouldn't give up three players and no two way. picks for Bledsoe. Yeah, not no, happening. I, yeah. You want Austin and Wesley? Maybe. I think I think you could. That would be a considerable trade for both. It parties, would for both parties. It would. Yeah. But bottom line is this, Drew. Clippers three and zero. Lakers, uh, what are they? Th- one and three. One and three. One and three. Tough games. And they're coming. And they're going against uh, John Wall tonight. We'll be talking about that tomorrow. Yep. But uh, as we stand right now, the Clippers are the best team in the NBA. Again. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Uh, so much going on. I mean, we literally don't even have enough time to cover everything. We do not, but we're going to start at the top of the league, right? We 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 haven't mentioned the quote unquote top of the league. We've only mentioned one of those teams, the that, Clippers, that being the Clippers. The Clippers. So, just a real quick recap of where people stand. Uh, there's only four undefeated teams. The Clippers being one. Uh, Memphis, surprisingly, three and zero, and that one of those wins against Golden State. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Antonio, unsurprisingly, three and zero. No Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, but it's San Antonio. It's a, it's a fucking machine down there. And then Washington is the only undefeated team in the Eastern Conference. Those boys are good. I love Washington. About boy. to take a loss tonight. They yeah. The we'll see. We'll, we'll see if that how that happens. Undefeated. I want to I want to talk about Golden State though because these boys are are, are playing like there's some privilege. Two and they, two. Two and two. And they think people are just gonna give them wins. Because yeah. Nah. You think Lonzo's got a target, homie. <laughs> right, yeah. Golden State's got the target. And one thing that I'm real pissed off about right now, dude. So Steph gets ejected. Steph threw the mouthpiece. Threw the mouthpiece right at the referee. It did not hit him. No, but no, it did not he definitely threw that shit at him. Oh, oh, absolutely. I was watching the game. The, uh, the refereeing in that game was definitely questionable. Uh, th- Aren't all games refereed questionable though? Depending on who's watching. Sure, absolutely. I mean, that's the whole thing about refereeing. That's you know never. It's 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 an art more than a science. Um, in that game though, it was pretty apparent that the refs were kind of leaning towards the Pelicans in that game. I think that was the game it was against the Pelicans, or maybe it was again. I know it was against Memphis. It right. was the game against Memphis. Sorry, and. Uh, Steph got fouled on a layup. He did not get fouled though. I saw no foul. Oh uh, well, it looked like someone. They're hit his down wrist. twenty, by the way. It if I'm like not mistaken. His wrist. No, it wasn't twenty. It uh, was. It wasn't close. It was. It was close, no, closer than twenty. Uh, but he and it was after like the refs were calling a lot of fouls for the other team, and of course they're they're not where they're expected to be right now. So they're frustrated just with the fact that they were going to take a loss. 
Steph lost the plot a little bit, tossed them, his famous, infamous uh, mouthpiece toss. Which is the second time this guy's done this, bro. I'm yeah. not putting up with this shit anymore, okay? Yeah. I get it. I get it. Steph Curry's the poster boy for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Steph Curry. He does. And yeah, he's, he's great. Good. What a great player. He is but great. guess what, bro? There's fucking rules. Okay? Yeah. You can't take your mouthpiece out and throw it, obviously, <laughs> at the ref. Okay? Yeah. You can't do that. That's and true. to get okay, and then to get fined, this is the second time he's done it. Yeah, he got fined fifty racks, right? Fifty K, yeah. But to not get suspended is bullshit. Okay, Udonis Haslam did it in the playoffs, didn't hit a referee. He got suspended for the playoffs. Steph Curry did it in the playoffs. If it wasn't last year, it was the year prior, Yeah. and he didn't get suspended either. So just because, uh, let me tell you, dude, if, if Matt Barnes threw that, yeah. you're fucking suspended. There are rules. Yeah. You know the rule of, like, if a fight if a fight breaks out, if you take one step on the court, that's yeah. why, uh, who was it, Bradley Beal? Yeah. Was it Beal? That, I think it was Beal. Or no, C.J. No, McCollum. McCollum. It was McC- McCollum. You know, you take one step on the court during a fight, you're automatically suspended. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. I just feel like you can't show privilege to, we get it, Steph's, Steph's the guy. Yeah. You know, we get it. But you have to set the precedence to set it early. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 50K is a pretty big fine. Uh, I, I he makes four hundred thousand dollars a game. Yeah, that's what his paycheck is. I, I think. I think uh, the fact that the mouthpiece didn't make any contact with the ref. Still, Drew, you're trying. You're trying to I'm make saying, it okay. I'm saying I think for sure he gets suspended if it does make contact with the ref. I think he gets suspended. Uh, but I guess we won't. We and won't Kyrie know. should get suspended for telling a fan to suck his dick. Oh, that was hilarious. That was really <laughs> hilarious. But you can't be saying that shit, bro. Yeah, totally. You can't. Did he get in trouble for that at all? Yeah, like, you got to find 25 racks, whatever it is. Yeah. That's which is standard. Which is a, a it's a it's a it's a drop in the bucket, oh, as they say. That's hilarious. Though. You know, that's some, that's some bullshit to me, dude. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, we can all agree that Golden State looks a little shaky at the moment for some reason, and uh, they'll figure it out, though. Oh yeah, I think everyone in on the in the planet was like, oh, they're just they're just still warming up. Mm-hmm. This is just still like a, a a slow start to the season because they weren't really caring. They were in China for the preseason, True. like you know. Now it's we're we're gonna see. It's possible that they lose some more games. Just still trying to figure out that it's their secondary rotation that Steve Kerr's still trying to figure out. I think. Uh, Jordan Bell, Jordan Bell, Mike him. Nick Young, and you know so a couple of the new guys. They're just still just trying to get used to how they uh, impact that second team. I think every team's feeling. I mean, again, folks, this is we're four games into the NBA season. Like, right. I'm not as 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 awesome as three and zero is for the Clippers. I'm not impressed. Right. You know, I expect I expect my team to go out and do that until we start playing the Portlands and the OKCs and the Clevelands and the Houston's and shit like that. Yeah. Then I'll start being impressed. I'm not. If I'm a Golden State fan, I'm not worried. You know, one of our best friends is probably the biggest. Yeah. Golden State fan ever. Yeah. Um. And I'm sure he's not too worried right now, and I wouldn't no, I be too worried. I don't think he's sweating. I mean, he's unhappy. If I'm Phoenix, I'm worried because... Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, but it, there's a huge differential in what... I don't even think Phoenix expected to make the playoffs. So, that, at least they're they're moving forward with their organization. But we haven't even really talked about Cleveland. I mean, the Cleveland is Cleveland, yeah. Drew. I mean, they... Do you like... I think their roster's looking... Derrick Rose got injured uh, immediately. No way. <laughs> yeah. D. Rose injured? What a surprise. For real? In the second game. And he was balling. Yeah, he was looking Channing Fye is like, yo, this dude is barbecue chicken yeah. every day. Yeah. So people underestimating Derrick Rose, you know, I, I, I think you need to really check yourself. He, he's going to come back. IT is, isn't even playing yet. No, he's not out there yet. And, and LeBron's just doing his fucking thing. And they got... 
the bench. They and have that's, a nice bench. That's where it all happens. That's how you win in the playoffs is your fucking bench. Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade, taking his, he, he came forward after the third game. Yeah. Said, you know what? Maybe I should come off the bench. It was his suggestion. And people try to make a big old thing like J.R. Smith was pissed. J.R. Smith wasn't upset. J.R. Smith gets it. Yeah. D-Wade's D coming to town. And that was after the loss to Orlando. It was after the loss. Yeah. And, like, D-Wade knew the rotation just wasn't right. So D-Wade says, hey, I'm going to be the, the the pro that I am. Right. And let's let's try this out. Right. And and what I think people are so hung up on the fact, like, oh, if you don't start in the NBA, you ain't shit. That's bullshit. Right. Well, especially with with a man like Dwayne Wade and the career that he's had. True. Like, this isn't make or break for him. But he's the first superstar I've ever seen that's like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Right. You know, yeah. let's let's do that. And he said, I want to nip this in the bud before right. we get before we end up being seven and 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 four or or you know you know eight and eight or something like that he said right. let's just do this right now right and uh i think it's going to work out for the best of them so you got d wade coming off the bench tristan thompson coming off the bench iman shumper coming off the yeah. bench right yeah soon yeah. to be you know it is soon to be Derek rose when he get you know when it comes back d right. rose is coming off the bench do you guys under did you guys hear those names i just said right jeff now green is having jeff a green having a resurgent year uncle jeff yeah he's looking real good out there um, but yeah, I think I, I don't think there's any problems in Cleveland other than just health, right? So their hope is that both It and D- Derek Rose can stay healthy mm-hmm. somewhat throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think It is still very much a question mark on based on like his development and where he's gonna be. Right? They're saying January mm-hmm. is the earliest return, which is only I guess you know maybe a little more than two months away. But uh, they have to be hoping that that both those guys, once they come back from these injuries, are able to stay on the floor. And you know who already got hurt already? Chris Paul. <clears throat> oh yeah, Chris Paul already. Speaking of injured point guards, you know, and I heard, I had heard from numerous of my sources. Yes. Before, actually, this was in the preseason. Um, I was told that a few of the Houston players weren't even that happy that CP's there. Kind of, kind of changing the whole dynamic of everything. And yes, I'm still a little upset. Yes, I'm still butthurt that Chris Paul is not with us. But Chris Paul is not the easiest man to play with. No. You know? The, he, ball, the ball slows down a little bit when it gets to him. He's a shark, too. Yeah. Um, and they are 3-1 and one without him. Did Chris play the first game? He played in the, he played first, the first game. game. Didn't play the, they didn't play in the last quarter of the first game. Right. That was against the Warriors opening night. Um but yeah, I think I think that's going to be continuing to play out. It'll be really interesting to see how how that rotation Cause, works. Because Eric Gordon looks like he's ready to go. He he, he their looks whole like team looks really yeah. really ready, honestly. And um, Ariza's ready to go. Like all these, I, or I guess he got injured recently. Uh, Trevor Ariza mm-hmm. got injured. But uh, yeah, I think I I'm I'm not surprised that there's ruffled feathers. Um, and it's taking some time for people to, to still, you know, work this out. Um, hopefully, his knee injury isn't something that keeps him off the court for too long. But uh, they're still very much a work in progress. You know, who does look really good together already is Oklahoma City. Oh, they look like they're vibing. Their record isn't showing it really right now, but right, they're. Yeah. And that's another team that's going to take a few games, exactly. Few, uh, you know, a little bit to get used to it, and they're they're one they're one to be reckoned with, dude. Well, yeah, we saw the, all the potential in the world. Their opening opening game mm-hmm. when, when all three of the big boys go for over twenty, Russell gets a, a triple double. That's that's what they hoped for. So everything that Oklahoma City was hoping to have this season played out in that first game, and it's all about just kind of again that what you just said, getting used to playing with each other and that rhythm that they're going to build and. 
I think Billy Donovan is still working on plays to make sure that at least everybody's them, happy. Well, not not that everyone's happy, but plays that utilizes all three when they're all three on the court together, mm-hmm. spatially. You know, you run some type of a high pick and roll and have one of them and one of the others in the corner, so you constantly have space for the one of those three to end up with the ball right. in their hand to take the shot. Uh, and I think he's a good enough coach to, to figure out something. And these like are that. all guys that have been used to having the ball their whole lives. Yeah, they're being the. It takes. It's going to take a lot. Yeah, uh, but they look I'm, good. They look. They good, look really they good. Look the West good. looks really good. Tough, Everything tough year in the West. You know what else looks really good, dude? Uh. Is our podcast. Because hey. I, I got to tell you, dude, our followers are going up. Our subscribers have gone way up. Yeah. Uh, Again, we're we're bringing two a week, possibly three. Two a week. Like whatever, yeah. whatever. If it needs to be discussed, emergency podcasts are on lock now. And hopefully it'll get cooler because That's I can't I do this. For. If you can't hear, Drew is sticking to the chair it's right now. Chair. It is that it's hot. Poor, poor, poor decision. Upholstery. <laughs> uh, couple things, dude. Couple of our sponsors. I want. I want everybody. If you got a minute, take a look at Blacktop Basics. They make some of the dopest shirts around. Yeah, Hard to Guard's been sending us some really dope gear. Body Armor. I've been through three Body Armor drinks while we're while we're on this show just to stay hydrated. Yeah, I gotta replace the electrolytes. My boy Nightwing over at Wear Testers. If you haven't peeped them out, go peep them out. Oh, absolutely. Soul Science. We've been repping them the whole time. Yeah. Um, these are people that we're riding with right now. We're gonna have a another podcast tomorrow. I'm hoping. Um, where we're going to cover some big things that happened this week, yeah. personally. Yeah. I mean, your boy Clips over here hit 3 million views, Drew. Crazy. Sh- fucking crazy. 40,000 shares on Facebook, right? Yeah, that's, that's weird. I done made it, mama! I made it! <laughs> we reached. <laughs> uh, hey, we got nothing but good things coming. Shout out to Goldnet Basketball. Um, we're just going to bring the heat for you guys. And we'll be back hopefully tomorrow, next day. Just be ready. Yeah. Make sure you click subscribe. Yeah. And show us some love. Stay tuned, people. Clips and Drew, it's the follow through, and we're ghosts. Like Mount Vesuvius I'm about due to erupt Use it or I'm losing it They say I need to loosen up Tight, I'm well taught I must do the max like Gluteus Bonos diddly squat Smart Alec, I'ma do it up Trying to win her heart But not just cause she got the biggest butt Lovely from the start I don't believe in beginner's luck 